all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hey, let's get into some real talk. It's time for some straight out real talk. The Ampapada Ono Conversation Real. Hi, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host for Body of Christ Real Talk. Acronym B O C R T W 1964. Real Talk. Let's get into some real talk. Some serious real talk. Do you find yourself, now these are questions I ask before I get into, you know, the dialogue, what I want to talk about. And I always, when I often, when I, when I do this, I want you to do your type of thinking or critical thinking yourself when I get into a subject like this. Okay? First of all, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And you have any night listeners around the world or the United States? Hello, night listeners. Welcome to the Body of Christ Real Talk Show. You ever find yourself more interested or more have more of a passion, I might say, in an endeavor or a training or a schooling? And all these things are good, you know, or a certain career that you're trying to pursue you ever find yourself and be honest with yourself you ever find yourself more passionate about a certain training and I'm talking to Christians I'm talking to Christians now you have a passion more in your training or a career or an idea or even a relationship more than studying the word of God Let me ask this again, and I want you to think before you even start wondering what's going on. You ever find yourself more passionate about a career, a certain skill you're learning, or even a relationship that you are in, or just anything that you are passionate about? And you find yourself as you're more passionate about that training that skill, that new education, that relationship, that idea more than studying the Word of God or trying to learn the Word of God. You ever get in a situation, you ever have got caught up in that situation? I have. I have. And I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going somewhere with this. Is there a problem with that? The number one answer is yes. Now, there's not there there is not a problem with you trying a new skill or learning a new career or anything or getting into a relationship or anything like that or you know just uh, having some type of idea or just anything. Those are called the Bible calls those weights. 
Now, weight does not mean that, that that's a sin that you are doing. You just have more passion. You have a lot of passion in what you are getting into or what you are learning. And then if you don't pay attention, you find yourself later on down the line, if you really, if you are a believer, I'm talking to believers, say people, you find yourself uh, deep into that study or that idea or that relationship or any type of weight more than you are when it comes to the word of God. Hmm. Think about that. Now, is there a problem with that? For a Christian? Yes. It's not a sin, but it is a weight. Let me say that again. It's not so much of a sin, but it is, or it can become a weight. I forgot what scripture that is, but I'm going to put it plainly in a layman's term. If you are a believer, I'm putting emphasis on a saved person, a person that's in the body of Christ. They say they're that says they're saved or are saved. That say they are saved. If you are part of the body of Christ and you are running into an issue like this or you have not even noticed or I'm just waking you up right now and you now noticing it, there is a problem with that. Not I'm not saying you are sinning because you're not sinning, but there, it's called weights. Weights mean that's something... Well, you know what a weight means, but there's something that you are putting more time in than the Word of God. And it's hindering your growth. It is hindering your walk with God. And it can lead to sin. It can lead, it can lead to neglecting the Word of God and neglecting the fellowship with God. Neglecting prayer. I know this by experience. That's the problem. That that's the problem, and I think this is a, a issue that uh, that needs to be talked about for the believer. This is body of Christ, real talk. Now, since I know I have a lot of uh, people that's not saved that listen to this podcast, put yourself in that position. Is there a is is that is is this something in your life? And I'm talking to the unsaved now. That's keeping you from pursuing to try to know who Jesus is or being saved. Careers, different type of philosophies, ideas, relationships. A skill, your job, your work, that could be a hinder from you getting saved. Now, I'm talking to the unsaved now. I can't say it's a weight for keeping you from growing in Christ because you're not saved. But it becomes a weight, it becomes an issue from keeping you from getting saved and becoming part of the body of Christ. You understand what I'm saying? For my reg- for my other listeners that's listening to this, that's not saved, or I'd like to say that's on the fence and have not decided to give Jesus a chance. And all the chance of giving Jesus is believing in what he done for you on the cross, his death, burial, resurrection, okay? 
there might be a lot of things that's stopping you from believing in Jesus. Not only who he was, but what he have done. It's just not because I don't believe or blah, blah, blah. There's something blocking that off. So, you know, there's something that's keeping you from pursuing salvation, even though it's simple and you want to go to heaven. I'm talking to the ones that want to go. You have you have some type of idea. You, you, you want that next step, but something is holding you back. It can even be your lifestyle that you don't want to give up. I'm talking to the unbeliever also now. I'm talking to both, you know, both of you all, the saved and unsaved. It might be the lifestyle you don't want to get up or you feel you have to give up. It could be in a relationship. You could be living in adultery. You could be living in a fornication, fornication relationship. You could, you could be having a homosexual lifestyle. You could be into pornography. You could be into drugs or anything that's stopping you or hindering you from salvation of being saved, having eternal life. With Jesus Christ. So I'm hitting both of those areas, the saved and the unsaved. But I want to talk to the saved first because this is very important. Then I'm going to get into the unsaved. Uh, I'm putting titles on the saved and the unsaved, not to hurt nobody's feelings, but it is what it is. You are either saved or you're not saved. You are either part of the body of Christ or you're not part of the body of Christ. I ain't talking about if you go to church. I ain't talking about if you join the choir. I ain't talking about if you play the organ in the choir or even teach Sunday school. That, do, that does not mean that you are saved. You are religious. You believe in the Christian morals. You believe in Christian dumb. But that does not mean that you are saved. Believing what Christ done in your heart and receiving it is the key to salvation according to 1 Corinthians 51 and 4. So I'm not talking... When I'm talking to the believers, I'm talking to the saved that took that route to be saved. If you never took that route and you never believe what Jesus done for you, you are not saved. You are not saved. You just say you want to accept Jesus in your heart or you want to try to do this and do this and works. You are not saved. There's only one way to be saved. First Corinthians 1 and 4. Believe in what Jesus done on the cross. His death, burial, and resurrection. Okay, that's why I put a title on the saved and the unsaved. Okay. Now, let's talk to the saved. All of us. When you are saved, how important, how important is Bible study? I didn't say just reading the Bible, but Bible study. Studying of what you have been reading. How important is that in your life? How important is that? Think about that. Don't don't just don't jump to conclusions like I'm judging because I'm not. This is to help us all. How important is Bible study in your life? Is it important? Or is it just, well, I do it when I do it and whatever. Do you have a passion, a desire, a love? For Bible study. If we are honest with ourselves, a lot of us, maybe a big chunk of the majority of us, don't have that love and passion to study the Bible because some of us might think it's too hard or it's too boring, let's be honest, or something like that. Whatever it is that's keeping you from Bible study, and I'm talking to the believer now, from Bible study. 
you have to ask, you have to ask yourself why. Do I love God? I'm saved, but do I really love God? Now, that might be an odd question. I believe anyone that's a believer loves God, loves Jesus. I really believe that. You cannot have a lack of love for God or don't love God and still be saved. There's no way they don't, they don't go together. It's just words. You're not saved. And I'm talking about the ones that's truly in the body of Christ. So let's just say, do you love God enough to study his word to get to know him? Let me put it that way. That's probably that's probably a better way, the best way to put that. Do you love him? Not that you don't love him, because I believe any believer that's saved sincerely loves God, no doubt. But do you love him enough enough to study his word, to put time in, to try to study his word? We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Okay, you might say, yes, yeah, sure, sure, okay, I, I get it. Let's test ourselves, okay, let, let's, let's test ourselves. How often do we read and study the Bible? Think about that, how often do we read and study the Bible? Think about that. Do you have a love and a passion to read and study the Bible? Or, like some of us, or some, you know, some of us, we get bored. We get distracted by other things. And I'm going I'm to hit, hit this nail right on the head, and we know this is true. We get distracted by other things that's more of an interest and a passion to us over the word of God. Most true believers run into this situation or problem or this conundrum, this confusion. Let's just be real. We run into this. Not everybody, and some more than others. What is your level, if you had a, uh, a level of one to 10, and you're honest with yourself, where, where do you think your number will fall at on a level, in your own personal level, if you're honest? If you lie to yourself, your own, your own, your own self and inner man will convict you as being a believer, so don't lie to yourself. You can't get away with it. <laughs> your own conscience will give you away. But if you put it on a level of 1 to 10, what do you think you are at when it comes to reading and studying the Bible? 
let's not even touch on studying for now. Let's just get into even reading the Bible. And you are saved. Where would you put your level of just reading the Bible? Be honest with yourself. Because this is going to help you. You got that? One to ten. On a scale of one to ten, what level do you think you are at? If you are, let me let me give you some help here. If you are at a nine, you're good. I don't think nobody's at a perfect ten. I'm not gonna say nobody, but the majority of people are not at a perfect ten when it comes to my imaginary levels. You're doing you're doing good if you're at nine. Eight, you are doing good. Seven, you are doing pretty good. Six, fair. Anything under that is low. When it comes to the scale I'm talking about, it's pretty low. Anything under five, under six is very low. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, six is going low. Because you 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 putting some type of action or some type of uh, spiritual sweat equity in trying to learn the Bible. Now, let me, before I continue, uh, I'm in a place where you might hear the air condition, so it might be a little loud or whatever like that, but the air condition is on, so you might hear that uh, it might be a distraction, so I will try to talk as close as I can into the mic. I'm in this certain area where the air condition, uh, the weather, uh, yeah, the air condition, I was going to say the heater, but it's not the heater, the air condition is on, so, you know, if you hear that noise, that's what that is. It ha- it's not the audio, it's not the podcast, it's not the podcast, it's not the audio, it's just the area that I'm in. Might be a little loud because of the air conditioned sound. Okay, let me digress. Put yourself on a scale from one to ten. Be honest with yourself. And if you have a pen or paper, please get that. This is a recommendation from me. Get a pen and paper or a notebook or whatever or whatever is by you and write it down and be honest with yourself. Like I say, you can't lie to yourself. Your conscience will always give you away. And be honest with yourself. Where will you put yourself on a level of 1 to 10 when it comes to Bible reading? I'm putting emphasis on Bible reading. Bible reading. If it's, like I said, if it's a 9... Eight, seven, or whatever like that, you're doing pretty good. That's a good level. You're doing pretty good. Many, most Christians are not that high. And I'm being honest with you. Most Christians are not that high. But if you're putting yourself anything under those, like six, whatever, that's pretty low. If you find yourself at a three or two, that's that's bad. Low, bad, fair, good, whatever. That's, that's pretty bad. That don't mean you're not saved. It just means you're not growing. Understand what I'm saying? That does not mean that you are not saved. If you are already a Christian, part of the body of Christ, that just means that you are not growing. You're still a baby. The Bible Paul talks about being a baby. You still are drinking milk. Don't. It does not matter how old you are. Being a baby in Christ has nothing to do with your age. Because you can be... 70 or 80 years old and still a baby in Christ when it comes to spiritual knowledge. You understand what I'm saying when it comes to spiritual knowledge when you are a part of the body of Christ. So I'm not talking about so much of age. Now age has something to do with it, you know, when it comes to uh, maturity, yes, and somewhat. 
But spiritual, much physical maturity, and uh, human maturity are different. You can be very childish spiritually in Christ. That part does not matter on your age. Now, natural maturity could have an issue as well because you're just still naive in your understanding. But I'm talking about spiritual maturity. That's why I'm talking to the believers first. Now, did you do that? Did you write that down? Seriously, whoever's listening to this podcast, this is very important. Did you write that down? Where do you rank yourself in a scale of 1 to 10 in Bible reading? This is what I'm going to throw out there. If you are beyond seven in Bible reading, this next question is going to be, it should affect, it should, you know, I'm not going to say it is because it should. All right. If you are beyond seven, eight, nine, and 10, or just say about eight on up, the next question is, question is how much time you put in for Bible study? The majority of the time, Bible study and Bible reading is not going to be on the same level. Say, so Joe, what you mean? You could read the Bible every day, maybe two and three or four times a day, just reading the Bible, getting the joy in it, which is good, just reading the Bible. But that does not mean you study the Bible at that same level. You, you follow what I'm saying? We could put in a lot of time and we could be on a high level on this scale I'm talking about in reading the Bible, seven on up. But that does not mean our Bible study is at that level. Bible study might be a three. A Bible study might be a two. Or Bible study might be even a one or a zero. You don't even study the Bible. And you are a Christian, but you are a reader of the Bible. Now, you would know that, the ones that understand Bible study. Some people, let me be fair, let me be, uh, let me be fair in this analogy. Some people think reading the Bible is Bible study. Some Christians believe just reading the Bible is the same as Bible study. That's an error. Bible, reading the Bible, and studying the Bible are not the same. You can read the Bible one, I mean two, three, four, five times a day. Unless you really prayed up and the Holy Spirit is really showing you some things. You can read the Bible and still have no spiritual understanding of the Bible. Let me say that again. You could be a very dedicated, committed, passionate Bible reader and still don't understand the Bible. You can read the stories. You have a concept. But you still have no spiritual understanding of what the Bible is saying, especially if you're reading the King James Bible. I ain't talking about these other translations. I'm talking about the King James Bible. Because a lot of other translations are watered down. They make it in a clear way that you might think you're studying the Bible. They might have certain notes up in there that you can read off that's telling you what the Bible is saying. Okay? But I'm talking about the King James Bible. That's the Bible I'm talking about. 
A lot of you might not like that. You might have another translation, but I'm talking about the King James Bible. Many people read the King James Bible, and I know this for sure, for sure, <laughs> have a hard time understanding the English literature, which, from what I heard, is a fifth grade English understanding. But it's the old King James, it's the old English way of reading, of understanding. It's the old English way of writing and letters and words and stuff like that. I get that. So if you're reading the King James Bible, just reading it, I know you, and you just read it, I know you don't have a really deep understanding of the Bible. And I know your study level is even lower, maybe two to three times lower than your reading level. Matter of fact, there's any Bible. But I'm talking about the King James Bible, okay? So I'm not here to get into translations, but I'm just, I have to put emphasis on the King James. These for the King James readers. You know. Say, Joe, don't, don't, don't keep talking about the King James. Okay, that would be fair. Let's talk about just Bible reading. Because the reason I put it on that, because it is, it does make a difference of what Bible, what translation you read. It does, whether you believe it or not. But I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to lay off that for now. I'm going to give you, give you a break on that. But just say Bible reading. If your Bible reading is at a 7 or 8 or even a 9, the Bible study can be from a 5 to on down to a 0. It's never, they never really matches up the same level. Now, I'm not talking about everybody, but I'm saying the majority. I believe the majority. I could be wrong, but I believe the majority of us, our Bible reading and Bible study levels are not the same. Then I'm going to talk about me myself and tell you how I feel about myself. Because that's fair. Okay. Hmm. Did you ever, have you ever really challenged yourself as a believer? We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal now, do I have to say much about Bible study? Is it a such thing as a person studying the Bible and more than they read read the Bible? Yes. You have some people out there that's advocates Bible studiers. The saved that study their Bible. 
They study the theology of the Bible. They study the history of the Bible. They study the, the names of Jesus, the names of God, the, the, uh, the context of the Bible, the rightly dividing the Bible. You know, if you, you know when you're part of the body of Christ, you have persons that do this. They study first and then they read, which is, which is good. They study and then they read. They have a better understanding of the word of God than an average reader of the Bible because they study the context, they study the history and the time and the who, the whom, the where and the why, the who the Bible was talking to, who was, uh, what group of people the author was talking to. They know how to exegesis compared to an eisegesis or eisegesis and exegesis. They use all different type of ways. They know how to do that. They learn how to study the Bible. Okay, in that type of way. So when they read the Bible, the Bible opens up more lively because they studied it. They know the story. They know who the Bible is talking to. You follow what I'm saying? Those are persons that study the Bible more than they read the Bible. They read the Bible later to get them an understanding. They study first because they want to get to know what they're reading about when it comes to the Bible. Okay, so they study first. You have those type of people. Okay, that's the difference between reading the Bible. Many Christians read the Bible. Many Christians are good orators of reading the Bible. Remember, they're just reading the Bible. They're not giving you a historical or a contextual or outlook on the word of God. They just know how to read it. They know how to pronounce the words very well in the King James. They know how to read very well. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about which one are you? What level are you at at reading? Because if you were at a high level in reading, that means your study could be a little lower. I'm not saying that I don't know you. I don't know you. I'm just putting it out there. It's up to you. You only know how much you read and study the Bible. But there is a difference between reading and studying. Reading and studying are not the same. They can go together. You can read a passage and then study that passage. Or you can study that passage and then read it and get an eye-opening understanding. Either way it goes, it helps us spiritually. Okay, now let me just get back to my opening. No matter where you at, or let's just put it this way, there could be a reason why you don't read or study the Bible. And nine times out of ten is because it's something stopping you or slowing you down. It could be a lifestyle. It can be a relationship. It can be because you're trying to go to school. You're doing some type of training. It could be your job, etc., and different things like that for the believer that's slowing you down. Does not mean you don't love God. It just means, let's be honest, you have more of an interest and a passion in that endeavor more than the Word of God. And then you have another set of people, they don't, they have a hard time reading and studying the Bible because they don't understand the Bible. 
especially the King James Bible, let alone any other translation, but especially when it comes to the King James Bible. The excuse for a lot of believers is they just do not understand it. They go to church every day, they hear their pastor, and they depend on their pastors to interpret the Bible for them. You understand what I'm saying? So just think about that. It could be something that's distracting you. Like the like uh you don't understand the Bible. You can't understand the King James. You just can't grasp its meaning and stuff like that. I, I understand and I've been there, done that big there. I understand that. So that can be your consider to yourself, your your you think it's a legitimate excuse of not trying to read the Bible, let alone study it. So if you're not reading the Bible, you know, nine times out of ten, you're not studying it for that reason, when it comes to that reason. I'm talking about that category of reading the Bible. So it's different reasons why a Christian don't read the Bible, let alone study the Bible. And I'm going to get to my point. Weights, like I said earlier in the beginning of the show, it's not a sin. Because you don't do those things. First of all, we should want to. Don't you want to desire to get to know God? Don't you want to desire to get to know the one that saved you, Jesus? That should, I'm putting emphasis on should, that should be our number one passion in life as a believer. To get to know God better. To get to know his ways, what he is saying to you and I. To have a relationship with Jesus. That's what it's all about, right? We should have a passion to understand what's in store for us as Christians when it comes to going to heaven. We should have a passion of wanting to know more about when Jesus is going to come get us at the rapture. We should, but we don't. And it's sad. And it's, it's really sad. We can get it. Only time our level is lifted sometimes is when we are in church or we are around other fellow believers sometimes. But sometimes they give us an uplifting, which is good. All these things I'm talking about is not bad. But we should not need someone else to lift us up about our Savior. We should have that when we buy ourselves privately as well. You agree? Whether you agree or not, that's the truth. We should have privately an excitement and a love and a passion to get to know God better and our Savior Jesus better when you are a Christian. We should because we have the Holy Spirit sealed in us. We have the spirit man rejuvenated. But let me tell you something, even though we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not going to force us or make us do anything. It's still our choice and decision. That's the beautiful thing, beautiful thing about being a Christian. It's not your ways of thinking and thought or walk is not forced on you like a lot of other faiths and cults and, you know, religion. God did not force to make you do anything, but you can rip the benefits of not growing when you don't put in a relationship to get to know God even better or even the Holy Spirit part of the, the Godhead the Godhead, the triune the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit we should have a passion to get to know the Godhead 
God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And when we neglect the Holy Spirit, Paul says we quench him. There's many ways to quench the Holy Spirit with our sinful lives and, and whatever like that. But even neglecting is part of a sin. is sin. We neglect the relationship with the Holy Spirit, which connects us to our Savior, God the Father. So you would think that would be our number one passion to know God, not just wait till he come get us. But the majority of the time in a Christian life, it's not. It's not. One of the biggest reasons because of distractions of the world, the distractions of life. We hear so many voices that overwhelms us of getting to know God and studying his word. Yes, that's the way to get to know God more is his Bible. Not just philosophy, not philosophy at all or just hearing somebody else talk about their relationship, your own personal relationship is very important to God. Your own personal relationship of getting to know him. You don't have to pray 24 hours or read and study 24 hours. But when we don't give God really no time, like some Christians don't give God no time, they don't even read the Bible. I'm not saying they're not saved. Remember, I'm talking to the saved and I'm getting to the unsaved. This does not relate or this it's not going to help the person that's not saved. I'm talking about the spiritual alive now, the ones that are saved. I'm talking to us, myself. How much time do we give God in studying his word? Some of us don't even read the Bible. I'm just being straight in your face. A lot of Christians... And if you are listening, shame on you. You don't even read the Bible. You make up excuses. You listen to your past and all your knowledge and your so-called wisdom and your understanding of the Bible for, which for, for some of you comes from your pastor in church or on television, some televangelist or whatever like that. Your knowledge comes from what they have taught you. And you go from there, you feel, and you might not know you're doing this consciously, but you feel you don't have to read and study the Bible as much because you get your knowledge and your wisdom from your church ch churchism or your pastor or your friend or your mom or dad or the TV evangelist or these famous preachers and ministers on television. Some of you do. I know that. <laughs> I know that. I've been there. I've been there. Me, myself, I always had a passion to try to understand things myself. And I'm sure a lot of you have too. So I'm talking about the ones that get all their so-called knowledge and wisdom about, about the Bible from someone else. Your church, your TV evangelist, you know, you have a favorite teacher, favorite minister, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's nothing like a personal relationship of you doing your own Bible study yourselves. Whoever listens to me, don't spend time just listening to what I have to say. I can be wrong, especially when it comes to my connecting to Bible study. I talk about different things here on Body of Christ Real Talk. But still, follow up. Whatever I'm talking about, follow up. But I know a lot of you are not. Now, let me digress. Distractions of the world. 
most of the time distracts a believer from growing in Christ. This is what this is all about, growing in Christ. A lot of believers are not growing in Christ because of all those reasons. One of the other reasons. A lack of love. Not saying you don't love God, but you don't love him enough to get to know him that much. It's kind of boring to you. You think, oh, you have the group that thinks they know enough about God, of what their pastors or their TV evangelists or what they've been taught the Bible said. They think that's enough. And they might not even be doing that consciously. They know they need to read the Bible themselves. Some do, some don't. Some are still babies in Christ. But to the ones that do know that, you know you should be reading and studying the Bible yourself. Even a sincere pastor will tell you that. Now, some pastors don't want you to really study the Bible because they want you to believe what they're saying all the time. That's just real talk here. But I'm saying either way it go, you know you should be reading and studying the Bible yourself. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is within you telling you these things or asking you these things, not forcing you because he wants you to grow. He wants you, your spirit man to grow. It's all about your spirit, not your flesh. But the majority of us listen to our flesh. So we neglect the word of God a lot. Okay, think about that. Think about that. A lot of us is guilty of that. I know I have been guilty of that. A lot of us are guilty of that. If you are saved. Now, what we must do to change that. That's the easy part. There's nothing supernatural or mysterious to do. Just start doing it, even when you don't feel like it. Because a lot of feelings stops a lot of believers, too, from doing things. I don't feel like it. Just like you force yourself to go to work because you want that paycheck, that benefit. Just like you go to this school or you want to go to this training because you force yourself. You might not want to go, but you force yourself because you know it's going to be some benefits if you stick to that training. Just like a relationship, you will, even though you don't feel like talking to your lady or your man. I'm talking to believers now, not outside, you know, save. I'm talking to believers. To get to know that person, you got to put some sweat equity in, some effort to get to know that man or woman, right? To reap the benefits, to get to know them. That's the same as the Bible. You want to read and study the Bible so you can understand and reap the benefits of the Bible. Or reap the understanding of the benefits when it comes to the word of God. So all those those things that I have mentioned, you could do the same with the Bible. Read the Bible when you don't feel like it. Because you know there's rewards of understanding and benefits when you do it when you don't feel like it. You notice I haven't said when you feel like it. Because I'm talking about feelings now. A lot of us don't read the Bible until we feel like it or we feel the Holy Spirit gave us an auction. I feel I have to do this. No, we have to read the Bible daily. And the majority of the time, we're not going to feel like it. And a lot of us are lazy when it comes to reading and studying the Bible. We know how to quote scriptures and everything like that. That's easy to learn how to quote scriptures. That don't mean you understand them. I know that hurts. It stings. Because you know how to quote a lot of verses. 
does not mean that you are mature in the word of God because a lot of times you're everywhere. You're misquoting, not the verse itself, but you don't understand the context. Why? Because you never studied the whole book. You just ground verses and start quoting scriptures. I like what uh, Trey Cersei, that, be, that could become twistedanity. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday when you save on auto insurance for driving safe with usaa safe pilot you'll feel like a big deal even in a traffic jam save up to 30 percent with usaa safe pilot restrictions apply <laughs> trey cersei uses the term twister entity what do you mean by twister entity joe that means that uh when you only Take out verses out of the Bible and think you are Bible studying. You're going to twist the scriptures all type of ways because you misquoting the scriptures and you think everything applies to you, which it does not. So you're going to be the, your 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 Bible verses and your Bible teaching to others is going to be twisted because you never put in a sweat the sweat equity or personal study. The studying of the Bible, you just a Bible reader or you're a Bible verse stiller. You steal verses of all, all kind of ways in the Bible and you think you can teach somebody. It does not work like, work like that. Relationships, physical relationships does not work. If you start skipping and missing and don't get to know your partner, you're going to be, you're going to have some issues. You're going to be surprised. Okay. If you don't put in the sweat equity in your training, whatever training it is, you're not going to reap the benefits. You're not going to reap the benefits. That's the same as the word of God. You have some Christians that's been saved for 30, 40, 50 years and still babies in Christ. They still live a kind of rugged life. They still cuss a lot. They still do this and they still do that. And they got, yeah, they're, they're Christians because they never grew. They just got saved. They believe in the death, burial, resurrection, and they sincerely love Jesus and got saved and stopped right there and don't grow no more. They listen to sermons. They listen to people on TV, and most of them are wrong, teaching them wrong, and they grow without reading and studying the Bible themselves. Oh, they they search the scriptures of what their, their their pastor or what these TV evangelists or someone else told them to search. Without just saying, I'm going to read the Bible, see what the Holy Spirit is showing me, what you are really saying. You start ignoring things that you know your pastor is wrong about, but you you just you just go with it anyway, just like what the world do today. They just hear it, knowing it's wrong, and believe it and go with it anyway. You ignore <clears throat> your own conscience. Therefore, you ignore the Holy Spirit. Okay? But there's a way to stop doing it. There is a way to change. That's start reading the Bible, studying the Bible, without waiting for the feel something first. 
We walk by faith, not by sight. Majority of the time, we're not going to feel like doing the things for God. And sometimes we are, but I'm trying to get us to the way that we ain't waiting on to feel a certain way. Because we have to move by faith. That's when it comes to reading and studying the Bible. So let me go back. You have your readers that probably read the Bible every day. Maybe three or four, five times a day. Love reading the word of God. They love it for a story. They love the story of the word of God. They love the people of the word of God. And they think that's Bible study. They think they're growing that way. But you're not growing because you're not getting the spiritual benefits of understanding the context, the who, the authors talking to, whom, why, where, the people, or whatever, the difference between Jews and Gentiles, the difference between the kingdom and the gospel, the kingdom of the heaven and of, of the difference between the Gospels, let me put it that way, when it comes to the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and the gospel of the grace of God, you're everywhere because you never studied the Bible. You never studied the Bible. So you never got to the point that you know that you have an understanding that God has two programs for Israel and the Gentiles. You never came to that understanding because you never studied it openly. You just took whatever your minister or your TV evangelist. And I'm not knocking them in that bad way, but some of them just got some bad teaching going on out there. And I I used to be under that yoke. I used to be one of the word of faith followers. The Kenneth Hagin and all them, the... uh, you know, the different teachers, the faith teachers and all of them. I used to follow that type of faith teacher like probably a lot of you still heard of or follow if you are Christian listening to me. I don't know. I don't know. My point is we need to stop putting every other thing that's going on in our life ahead of studying the Bible, let alone just reading it, but studying the Bible. You will never grow. You will never grow, okay? If you're just a Bible reader, which is good, you won't grow. Your your growth is very slow. What do you mean by that, Joe? Because you have to understand what you are reading. You think you do. You think you do. And you might be sincere. But when challenges come, when somebody debates you or challenge you about your faith, you're going to put your tail between your legs because you don't know how to come back. Why? Because you never studied it. You might not have quote scriptures and verses, but if somebody challenge you and question about your belief or how you got saved or whatever, et cetera, or challenge you about your faith, it's hard for you to come back. The majority of the time you can't come back because you never studied what you read. You believed it, but you never studied. You could believe something without understanding it. You understand. You, you you follow what I'm saying. That's why reading and studying go together. You just can't read the Bible, but baby, you can get a long way by studying the Bible without reading it. Say, Joe, what do you mean by that? Because you go have to read while you study, but you don't have to study while you read. You see what I'm saying? You could read something without studying it. Like like you read, you have textbooks. Books. That's why you have tests. That's why you have study courses in school. 
You just can't read something and think you got it. No, you have to study and then you take a test to test your skills of what you have learned, what you have read, and what you have studied, rather. I hope I'm putting it in a, in a, uh, a sensible way, a, a way of understanding what I'm saying. The importance of Bible study is the same way. We can't be nonchalant and lazy and dry when it comes to studying and reading the Bible. We talk about we love Jesus, but we still don't love Jesus. I can talk to people even close to me. They still don't know Jesus. They listen to the stories. They see movies and they go back that it's still ignorant who Jesus was, let alone what Jesus done for them. But they are saved. They are saved. They believe he died for their sins and rose again. They believe that they're saved because of that, but they are so still childish when it comes to the word of God. Let me give you a, a, a humanistic example. When you are born and you are a baby, you don't come out with knowledge. You don't come out already knowing how to talk or how to walk, none of that. You have to be taught. You have to be trained. Then it gets further than that. It depends what you are teaching your child. If you teach your child the word of God while they are young, they will come out much better, top dog better when they get older because you caught them when they was young. That's any type of thing that you teach your child. But I'm talking about the Bible now. I'm talking about that other stuff. And this has just been physically. When that child becomes a teenager, or even older, their challenges is going to, what you have taught them at home about the word of God, their challenge is going to come when they start getting into their adolescence uh, age and their mid-teens when they go to school because you're gonna, they're going to get, they're going to hear a lot of other noise and all kind of religions and stuff like that. That's going to be their challenge. But what would never go away is what you have taught them at home. Because that's the first thing they heard at home was about Jesus. So you sealed that in there when they was young. They might not be saved yet, and they might. But my point is, you already started telling them about Jesus while they was young. Not when they got older. It's hard to get them then. When they was young. When they go outside in that world, that's what they know more than anything. And they're going to have challenges. And they're going to be questioned. See? Then you you know when they get to a, a to the point you tell them about how to be saved salvation, you tell them what they need to do to be saved. Okay, what they must do. They don't understand about certain verses and scriptures and words, but you. My point is, you are training them. You are training them. See, to understand the word of God. So when they get saved, they'll be more prepared for the challenges out there. Now, they will fall, and some will not grasp. And some, the ones that do grasp, they got to understand it because they was taught at home first. Bring up a child the way he should go, and he shall not depart from it. That's still true today. Whatever you bring your child up with. But when in the word of God and the child gets saved, the Holy Spirit is also sealed in them. So they are, whether they fall or whatever and slip and, and might get into drugs or, you know, other things outside, fornication, whatever, that, that possibility is out there. 
It's not guaranteed, but a lot of times it happens to a safe young person. But they're still sealed. They still have a chance to come back. But at least you have put it in them. But it's even better when you teach them how to read the word and how to study God's word if you have done it yourself. If you have never done it yourself, you know, uh, a lot of times you're not going to teach them how to do it. You're going to just tell them to go to church, listen to your pastor, et cetera, that, that. That's why it's important to learn the word of God yourself, you know, and then teach it to your child. Understand what I'm saying? That's very, very important, saints. Very, very important, church. Very, very important, body of Christ brothers and sisters in Christ. We can't play around with this, especially what's going on today. It's a lot of lot of false teaching out there in the churches. A lot of false teaching out there in churches and denominations. Now, I'm not saying they're all bad and evil, but it's a, a lot of false teaching that's going on out there. You know, you don't only have a lot of bad teaching, and these are Christians in the churches today, but you have other religions and other cults and other sects and other faiths out there that all that noise out there, and you need to be prepared. I ain't saying you think you prepare. You need to be prepared. I don't care how much you quote the book of Psalms and the book of Proverbs and all that. Are you prepared for the warfare? The questions. Why you believe in Jesus? Why you believe in your faith? If you find yourself over explaining why you're not, a, you're not, you're not studying, you haven't studied your Bible. You don't even never have to over explain why you stand on your faith. That ought to be easy. Because of your faith. That is the answer. Now, the Bible said we should be, we ought to be able to answer every man when they ask us a question about our faith. Now, I'm paraphrasing now, but you, you, if you'll believe, you understand what I'm saying. Because those questions and those challenges are going to come if they know you are a Christian. Now, a lot of Christians, they under the light. Many people don't even, some believers, I don't even know they believe. It's not only because of their lifestyle, but because of their lack of knowledge of basics in the Bible, even when it comes to salvation. Or I can ask them questions and I can, I can, I can see right then and there that they don't study their Bible. It has nothing to do with memorizing scriptures. The unsaved can do that. Atheists can do that. It has nothing to do with that. Memorization don't make you a Christian. Memorization don't mean you understand the Bible. See, we, we memorize things in life daily. That don't mean we understand everything. We use a lot of words daily and concepts daily that we use very perfectly and orally but we don't understand it. Big difference. Big difference. A lot of our conversation, conversations and the words we use in life, we use it without understanding it. It just sounds good. A lot of us do that. Well, let me not, not, let me not get off track. But my point is the importance of reading and studying 
the Bible is very important for the believer. Stop depending on other people to teach you how to read the word of God. There's nothing wrong with that, but you have to study to show thyself approved. You have to work out your own salvation. Nobody can do that for you. We must do that. You and I must do that. So we must, how do we grow? By reading and studying the Bible, you know, without feeling like doing it. We need to stop making up excuses. I don't understand it. I, that's why I don't read it as much. That's no excuse no more. When when you first got saying yes, God understands that. But when you get older and you're still using that excuse, that means you don't have the passion because you put so much passion and effort in everything else, even eating food or what you're gonna eat today or put on, or what you know what you're gonna do with the job or doing it overtime or what school you're gonna go training with. You put that love and that passion in that. And sometimes it's not even a love, it's just an interest, it's just a passion. Over the word of God, those are the weights I'm talking about. Not sins, but those are the weights that I'm talking about. I hope you're getting something out of this. Now, to turn that around is just start today. It's never too late, Christian, to start. Start reading. If you are a reader and you don't study, please start studying because you're not your 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 growth is very slow by just reading the Bible. You must study the books. You don't have to do everything at one time, 10, 20, 15 minutes of study. That's all it takes, okay? All right. Now let's talk to the unsaved. All that I said does not apply to you if you're not saved, but you can get some learning. And some type of concept of Christianity, real Christianity, when it comes to Bible study and Bible reading. A lot of the you that are not saved, I talked about this earlier, not giving your not giving Jesus a chance. Let me put it plainly, because of distractions of the world, because you have heard certain things about Christianity that majority of the time is not true. You heard these things that you got to do. You heard that you got to be water baptized. You heard that you got to speak in tongues. You know, you heard that you got to do this. You had to do that. You heard that you got to pay money certain ways, which is tithing. You heard this. You see all the hypocrites. This is one of the big ones. The hypocrites you see in church. They live going to church and they live like hell when they leave out of church, even some of your close family members. And you have been hurt and you have been stung. So you just look at church as another fake religion. Some of you. So that's why you never gave God a chance. Because what the world done. The Bible talks about that, I believe, in the book of Rome. It's a lot of, back then, the Gentiles did not seek out the God because they seen how the Jews was living. So why would they seek out to some God that they see that that's supposed to be a blessing to them when they see God's people living like hell? Because their eyes is focused on you. The Bible even talks about that when it came to the Gentiles, why they never really seek because of the performance of the Jews was messing up so bad. They felt why we should seek that God. They can't even follow him. They don't even obey him. So the way, in other words, the way the Jews was acting, it made God look bad. They gave God a bad name because of the way his people was acting. It's the same with the church today. They call themselves Christians. And a lot of you probably seen that you were you going by how certain so-called Christians or churchgoers act. And you say, wow, how could they 
be following a God like this, or you look at the world about babies dying and, you know, this is happening, all this killing, all this murder, all you have a big concept why you don't let alone understand God. Now, some of you might even read the Bible. You understand the morals of the Bible, but you don't understand the deep spiritual things of the Bible. Why? Because you're not saved. Your spirit man is still dead. But you understand the morals of the Bible. And you know on good well that what the Bible is saying and the way people are living in the church today is not going together. And some of you might look in the Old Testament, you see all these killings and murders and sacrifices, and you might be an animal lover and different things like that. And so therefore, you can, how could God be letting animals die like this? And your, your perception and what's in you is keeping you from trying to get to know who God really is, not what people say or the world say God is or why God is not doing this. So it's so many different voices you hear out there that's keeping you besides your own lifestyle and your inner demons, what demons I mean as inner sins, you know, it's keeping you from trying to get to know Jesus. You know of Jesus, you heard about Jesus with movies and what your churches said or people around you. Everybody got the, not everybody, but mo- a lot of people get their thought and what their philosophy about Jesus is. So you really bombarded. So you have an excuse why you don't read the Bible. And the ones that do read the Bible, they think they're getting to heaven by just reading the Bible. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. They think they get into heaven by being a Baptist. They think they get into heaven by being in the Church of God in Christ or Pentecostal or Holiness or Apostolic or Catholic or whatever. <clears throat> you are religious. And so you think you're going to heaven by following certain traditions, Catholicism, or certain rituals in your denominational church. So you think you're going to heaven in that way. And you read the Bible. Some unbelievers might even try to study the Bible, and they know more than the believers, but they don't know the spiritual aspects of it. And that might be you, but you still are not saved until you believe why Jesus done that and what he did for you. You know about the who Jesus was. Now you need to accept the what. Because you get saved by what he did. Not who he was. You heard of him being king of the Messiah and stuff like that. But that does not give you say, get you saved. Or bring salvation to your life. It's what he have done. That's the part you need to understand. And that is called a mystery, a secret. That's another teaching. But I'm not trying to get you lost now. What you need to do. It's okay for you to read the Bible. But just reading the Bible is not going to get you saved. Now talk to the unbeliever now. The ones that's not saved. Listening to me. If you're listening to me. You might read the Bible. You might think you know a lot about the Bible. 
But I'm going to tell you that you don't because you are spiritually discerned. You are not made alive spiritually because the Holy Spirit is not within you to teach you the real meaning and understanding about the word of God. A believer, a saved person have a hard time understanding that with the Holy Spirit. What you think? Why, why do you think you will? And you're not even saved. Their spirit man is alive and they still have a lack of understanding about the word of God. What that makes you, that means you have zero. You might have a concept of the morals, but you don't have the spiritual enlightening understanding that only the Holy Spirit can teach you when he's in you to understand the word of God. Why? Because you are not saved. No matter how you think you know about the Bible, you're not saved. So I can understand that. But you have a chance. And once you get saved by believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, really believing in your heart and receiving that, you will be saved. And then you start learning more about Jesus. What's what you get you learn more about Jesus more than just reading when you get saved. You have to study about him. You have to study his life. Because remember, Jesus has two programs. I talk about that a lot in my Bible study. But don't go to my Bible study until you get saved first. That's the most important thing. You need to be saved unsaved. And if you thought you were saved, it's going to help you too. There's only one way to be saved. Believing in the death, the burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Of what he done on the cross. Now, you might not understand that. So you say, why should I believe that a lot of you don't even know who Jesus was? You heard of him. Hearing about somebody does not mean you know them. Let me say that again. Hearing about a character or person does not mean you know them. Many people hear about actors and entertainers and what they do in their personal life compared, not on their movies, but their personal life. Still, you do not know them personally. It's the same with Jesus. You have a chance to know him personally. And the only way, and the first step of knowing Jesus personally, first is to get saved, is to be saved, is to accept him by believing in his death, burial, resurrection of what he done for you, for your sins. Okay? I'm going to end this right there. If you are a believer, and you in one of those categories when it comes to Bible reading and Bible study. Remember what I said. It depends on the level. If you are at a level five and under in Bible reading, you don't really, nine times out of ten, I know I use that a lot. You don't do no studying at all. If your Bible reading is that low, you're not, you're not studying the Bible. Study as in using certain tools. You know, tools as in trying to find who the who the author was talking to, trying to find the context, context of what was happening in that time in the Bible, why, when, what, and where. That's what I mean by studying the Bible. So you can get a picture of why Jesus and other uh, uh, players in the Bible said certain, certain things and why they was into certain things or doing certain things. You don't only find out that. The only way to find out that is by studying, not just reading, unless the Bible says specifically that this person done this. See, 
You won't understand the things why uh, Joshua and the group of men marched around the walls of Jericho seven times. You read it before, and it sounds weird to you, but you don't understand the covenants and why. See, a Bible reader always believes that everything in the Bible is for them. A Bible reader, let me say that again, only often believes that everything, not that all every Bible reader, but, you know, a Bible reader, when you are a Christian, usually believes that everything in the Bible is for them, period, even though, even though they don't understand a lot of it. They believe it's for them. See? Okay, where I'm going with this? You should know now. I'm going to put it out there. Some of us are just lazy, spiritually and physically. We are lazy. What what time you put in of learning something, that's what you're going to grow in. Let me say that again. Whatever effort and sweat equity and time you put in something, whatever endeavor you choose to put your time in, that's what you're going to grow in. It's the same with the Bible. If you put time in the word of God, it's going to have to go beyond just reading the word of God. You have to study the word of God. It's for you and I. It's for our own benefits. God did not just want you to get saved or be saved and just sit doormat and wait for him to come get you. He wanted you to study to show thyself approved a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly divining the word of truth. The only way that happens if you study the word of God. Why do he want you to do that? Not only for your benefit, so you can go out there as an ambassador for Christ and teach others of what you have learned, like I be trying to do. What I learned, I teach. What I teach, I learn. See, that's why I use that concept a lot, especially on Connecting the Dots by Bible Study Station. If you are saved, please go to Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brown and Connecting the Dots. I do so. I do have a little Bible, mini Bible series and, and some Bible study on there, mostly by myself, but I have other guests audio-wise on there as well. Okay? So that's the importance for a believer or so-called believer when it comes to learning God. How do you learn about God and Jesus? It's through his word. It's through Bible study. Bible study and Bible reading go together. Now, the other part of that, you could be a Bible reader and grow slowly. You could be a Bible studier and grow faster. Because with Bible study becomes Bible reading. Why? Because you're studying what you are reading. You can read without studying. Well, studying what you read is more important, goes a long way when it comes to your spiritual knowledge of the word of God. Unsaved, you need to be saved before you go any further. Then all this will apply to you. Your soul of salvation is very important to God. So to be saved is to believe what Jesus done on the cross. He died, he was buried, and he rose again. Believing it by faith. Not by hearing about it or just saying it. You must believe it and you must receive it in your life. I hope you got something out of this. Start reading the Bible. Stop making up excuses. 
please stop making up excuses. It's bad enough if you don't read the Bible. If you don't read the Bible, I don't even have to say nothing about studying because I know you ain't studying it. That means you're still a child, no matter what age you is. Remember, it has nothing to do about your physical age. Spiritual age and physical age are different. Please, we must reverse that passion of life. I don't care what type of thing you're trying to do today. Give God some time of reading the Bible and trying to study the Bible and ask questions. Your heart gives you away of what you're interested in. If something is going to give you an eternal benefit, you would think that you would put more time in of learning more about that. These other things, these training in schools and these other careers, which is good, will not give you eternal life, will not give you, well, let's talk to a believer, will not give you a good relationship with God. You'll know more about that, what you have learned and trained in, which is good. But if you don't have no kind of concept about your Savior, you can't help nobody else. Majority of the time. A believer still walks in somewhat unbelief when it comes to certain aspects of, you know, the benefits of God. We, you, your belief got you saved when it came to Jesus' death, death, burial, and resurrection, but you can have unbelief and doubt and a lot of other things when it comes to the word of God because you don't read and study it and try to let the Holy Spirit teach you. Okay, that's almost start right there. The ones that are not saved, please. I know you're still straddling the fence. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but I believe it's one of those things I talked about that's keeping you from being saved. All I got to say, and I'm not going to force you or make you, it's your choice. But don't let your choice be your ending when it comes to eternal life. Okay? And a saved, please, just give God sometimes when it comes to Bible reading. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit. And a lot of you still find it hard as a concept, okay? Now, let me, like I promised, let me talk about me. I'm not going to go a long story, but I had to learn how to have a passion to study the Word of God. I always loved God. I always loved Jesus. I always believed He died for my sins. There's no doubt about that. And I mean, often, always. Now, what I say about always, even when I wasn't saved, and thank God for my granddad and my grandma, they instilled in me the story of Jesus Christ. Now, even if they was wrong, out of ignorance and whatever like that, they still gave me a kickstart of knowing about Jesus, even though I went another way out in the world. But let's get past that. What I do today I had to grow, just like some of you have to grow. I have put a lot of things ahead of my Bible reading and my Bible study. And it became a weight, not a sin, but it became a weight. But it can become sin if you don't grow. You get more, start doing sinful things, you know. Me, myself, this is how I read the Bible. Now, I used to just read the Bible when I was, even before I was saved. But when I got saved, I read the Bible. 
But I'm going to tell you this. It was, it's nothing like studying the Bible when I have learned how to study the Bible. But I had to grow in that. I had to do it without feeling like doing it because I was lazy. But I wanted a, so much of a, a relationship with God, I learned how to study the Bible. So I've been studying the Bible off and on. I put emphasis on that, you know, for years. So I was wrong about a lot of things and I was right about a lot of things. But the studying always helped me over, over just reading the Bible. I know more than I know now than I did back then when I first got saved over 30 some years ago. And I wouldn't have knew nothing about what I know today about how to rightly divide God's word dispensationally, which I learned how to do over close to four years now, three and a half years, four years, if I wasn't searching and by studying and by listening, you know, about being a critical thinker. I got tired of denominationalism. I got tired of religiosity. I got tired of all this stuff because I knew something was missing. I got tired of seeing contradictions of what minister was saying. And I know good and well when I'm reading the Bible, didn't the, what they were saying didn't connect and didn't add up with what the Bible was saying. I got tired of ignoring that like people do today about life. I got tired of that. So I had to just study myself. I had to look into things and listen to other teachers. Everything you hear is not because uh, it's truth because it's the majority of people is following that. It's usually the minority. Let me say that again. Because the majority of churches teaches the same thing or they have a bigger crowd does not mean that's the right teaching. The majority of the time it's not. It's the minority. The ones you think is fake or false or not exciting. Those are the ones usually teaching, not all the time, teaching the true word of God. I went down to the minority. I started listening. And, they, and things that I was getting taught stopped making more common sense than what I used to hear in churches. You know, I'm not saying what all they was teaching in church was wrong, but I'm just saying it was so basic to me when I learned how to rightly divide and learn about dispensations and learn more about Paul. I always had a very interest in Apostle Paul anyway, but I really know what his work was and what it meant for us today. So me, what I do today, I have learned with a tough growth. I study and read more than I read and study now. Very suddenly, I just read. When I get lazy or just want to get something through, yes, I do do that sometimes. But the majority of the time, when I look at the Bible now, I, whatever I'm reading now, I'm trying to study. I can't even let verses get past me without going back and really looking at it and studying now because I was trained that way. You understand what I'm saying? I understand the Bible even more. Still a lot I have to learn, but I understand the Bible even more because I study and read. And I read and I study. I have got it now. That's what I'm trying to get you guys, whoever listening, that's saved to understand that. Reading and studying, studying and reading goes together when it comes to the Word of God. So, when I read the Bible now, I'm studying it. I'm not just looking at a verse and going to town with it. I'm looking at the context. I'm looking at the wording. And this takes growth. This takes time. But you have to start somewhere. And I'm still growing. And I will continue to grow till Christ come get me. But I know more than I do now than I did back in the past when I first got saved. 
because of my passion and my 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 passion. What I got to work on more now is how to pray again. And I've done a teaching on that about praying. When you learn how to rightly divide God's word, it brings a new prayer away. The right, correct way to pray. Not all that other praying I used to do. It was just bouncing off the walls because I was put taking everything out of the Bible and just putting it, just saying it's for me. So a prayer came easy because I thought everything was for me, even though it wasn't working in my life. So I have to learn how to pray again and what prayers works for me that's within the body of Christ today. All that came was studying. Okay? Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. B-O-C-R-T-W, 1964 Real Talk. I hope you got something out of that. This was the real talk today. Let's start reading and studying the Bible and stop making excuses. I'm talking about all of us that call ourselves believers that's in the body of Christ. Let's stop making up excuses. Things are hard and tough. We are in a spiritual warfare, really. We have a, we got a lot of voices out there teaching and saying all kind of stuff. We need to be really and twain and hooked up with the church when it comes to studying the Bible, not reading the Bible. No more excuses. Or we're going to be eight and alive before eight alive before Christ come get us. He wants to have a relationship with us. We need to stop making up excuses of why we don't read the Bible, let alone study the Bible. Well, I know if you're not if you're not reading it, you're not studying it. So let's do something about that now. It doesn't take much, okay? God bless you all. Joseph Brawley. One more thing for least. Let's stop putting endeavors and careers over reading and studying the Bible. Endeavors and careers and training is good. But when we put more love and and uh and more equity, sweat equity into training, that same energy we can also put in trying to learn our savior. That should be a no-brainer, but it's not for us. Because the enemy is out there with all these distractions, okay? So, you know, let's just get out of our feelings and just start reading the Bible when you even don't understand it. Ask questions. You don't have questions to ask because you don't read the Bible. Let me say that again. People, I don't care who you are. You don't have a lot of questions to ask because you're afraid that somebody going to think you should know more or you just don't read the Bible. You listen to what somebody else has to say. Stop that. You're going to be responsible of reading and studying the Bible yourself because it's not about you. It's about other people that need to be saved. It's not about you. Okay? God bless you. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ's Real Talk. Let's become Bible readers and Bible studiers. Let's study God's Word. No matter how you feel, do it. You'll be surprised and amazed how the Holy Spirit is going to bring you through that, okay? God bless you all. Body of Christ, Real Talk. Love y'all. Joseph Brownlee for Real Talk for today. Hope you enjoyed this. God bless you. Bye-bye. Peace out. Love y'all. <laughs> Love you all. Let's laugh out, my little baby. <laughs>
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.